The only thing that's real is me and the fact that day in and day out for almost six years, I have proved to everybody in the world that I am the best on this microphone, in that ring, even in commentary. Nobody can touch me. Hello, hello, hello everybody. It is 2023. Welcome to an all new Downright Sports. On today's show, we look back at 2022. We talk about the transfer portal and we explore the question, is Alex Ovechkin overlooked? So buckle up, look at your watch, look at your calendar as it just turned and just remember, it's still showtime. Uh, 
one of them couples people said they were the it Unbreakable like Bobby and Wick Or Ryan and Reese Or Kamara and Russ Relationships can be dead but look live to us I guess we all been through it where we try too much Losing yourself and your line and stuff Wishing for the diamond cuffs In search of a ring When love is not a mystery, it's everything Sing Listening to Downright Sports with notorious sports critic Brent Reed. We love to hear the claps. We love to hear the claps. We take snaps and everything. Welcome everybody to a brand new Downright Sports here in 2023. I am your host, Brent Reed. The Notorious Sports Critic, the Sports Influencer, and if you never heard the show in 2022, 2021, 2020, 2019, 2018, 2017, or 2016, or 2009, well, it's a sports show for sports fans, spoken to you by the Ultimate Sports Fan. That used to be the original tagline. So, anyway, welcome to a whole new show for the new year. How about that? Something's missing. There's like no cadence or nothing. I don't know. It's weird. But anyway, um, what it first want to kick the show off um, on a <clears throat> we want to just say best wishes to um, them Hammond, Demon uh, Hammond, um, Hamlin, excuse me, who is still hospitalized after collapsing yesterday during the game. Uh, we hope um, Hamlin and his family they get through this crazy time. Um, you know. You just want the guy, you know, you just want players to play safe, come home, you know, return back to work. Uh, if you don't know what happened, um, uh, um, Demar Hamlin, excuse me, I'm butchering the guy's name, uh, is a safety for the Bills. And during the game last night, uh, was going to make a tackle and basically the force from the running back hit him in his chest and it pretty much just stopped his heart. And um, it sounds like things are getting better, but he's still in the woods, so we wish him the best. We really do. Um, so, yeah, you, know, you don't want to see that. So, any case, uh, let's get on with the rest of the show. Um, basically, if you've never heard Downright Sports before, well, you can listen to it uh, via the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere major podcasts are downloaded. You can also listen to the show weekdays at 12, from 12 to 1 at WJDCDB, DJ Chase Radio. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can listen on Dynasty Radio Tuesday and Thursdays at 8 o'clock. It's funny because I'm on now. <coughs> I was on. Um, Saturdays at Track Radar Radio at 6 p.m. And Sundays at 10 a.m. at She Real Radio. And you can follow us on follow me on social media. Facebook.com slash Downright Sports, TikTok at Downright Sports, Instagram at Downright Sports, and YouTube.com slash Downright Sports. Certified there now. How about that? So, 2022 is behind us. Way behind. Well, a few days. 
and I didn't do a end of year show <clears throat> because I didn't want to. Quite frankly, I did a best of. I did a Christmas Carol. I just didn't. And honestly, the uh, uh, the college recap, the college playoff recap show was technically. I did that on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. The, the game, the last game ended at 12 o'clock, and I started at like 12.05. I told everybody, Happy New Year, had a slight cup of champagne, entirely did that show. I was tired. I did 15 minutes at most. <laughs> um, but what happened in 2022? Well, a bunch of things happened. Tom Brady kept playing, Aaron Rodgers lost again, and... The craziest thing, the, the craziest thing that happened, unfortunately, where Brittany Griner spent the bulk of 2022 in a Russian pr- jail, prison, however you want to look at it. Fortunately, it ended with her coming home, but 2022 started with her going and then coming home. Crazy enough. But on the sports side, on the field side, if you will, let's take a look back. Let's look back. I really feel like I'm missing like music. So I don't have mirror. That's why I don't have somebody snoring. Is your co-host has to snore? So I broke it down in categories: uh, best teams, best players, most disappointing teams. So let's start with the best players. Clearly, Aaron Judge in there. Aaron Judge, uh, right fielder for the Yankees, had one of the most phenomenal years in any player's history. He hit uh, he batted three eleven. With 139 RBIs, he walked over 111 times. Uh, he also had six, uh, he hit the big one, 62 career home runs, the most, the second, yeah, the most by an American League hitter. The first time a Yankee did it since 1961. Only three Yankees have had the privilege of doing so: Ruth, Maris, and now Judge. And then he got paid. He got an eight-year contract. He's going to stay the Yankees. He became a team captain. He won his first MVP award. Almost won a triple crown. The guy was having a phenomenal year. Only thing that would have made it better if they would have won the World Series. Or, heck, just made it to the World Series. But they couldn't do so. So, we'll see what happens this year. <laughs> um, the next guy on the list is Leo Messi. He can't. He won his first World Cup ever. Uh, the guys in seven matches, he scored seven goals and three assists. He played in one of the best games that I never saw because I was at work and I'm a little bit mad about it. But you got to give, I mean, if, I know the World Cup came at a funny time. But if you don't think of uh, the best players of the year and Leo Messi is not on the list, well, the kids, you are not paying attention to the world of sports. And then you got uh, AJ Wilson of the WNBA's Aces. She won a championship this year. She won an, the Ace won their first. This is the, I think it's their first championship. She won the MVP award. Uh, clearly was the best player. Well, one of the best players in the league. The WNBA is always super cool with that because one year they they interchange the best players all the time. Diana Taurasi has been one of the best players ever. Sue Bird you could put on that list because this was her swan song. She actually had a, a run and a shot for the championship to go away and tip her cap, but it didn't happen. So those uh, now moving on to the best teams. I went out of order, but to the best teams, uh, the Las Vegas Aces, wall the wall, had a great year. Um, there was no question they were going. You know they were the better team all year. Um, I don't think they ever trailed in the WNBA season. 
<clears throat> at all. Like, I don't think there was ever a moment where they were in question. <laughs> and for the last, I want to say five years, they found themselves either in the finals or around the conversation. 26 and 10, the be- uh, tied for the best record with the Chicago Sky. Um, got the Hoister Trophy at the end of the year. Sticking with best teams, you got to go with the Golden State Warriors. Last year, nobody, and I mean nobody, would have penciled Golden State to winning a championship. <laughs> would not have happened. <laughs> you couldn't find a soul to say, hmm, you know, I think Golden State's got a chance of winning a championship. No, it was Milwaukee. It was the Lakers until they bottomed out. It was the 76ers. It was the Brooklyn Nets. It was the Miami Heat. But when it was all said and done, it was the Phoenix Suns. But when it was all said and done, it was the little old Golden State Warriors with their old roster getting it done one more time. And I do say one more time because I don't see it happening again. But Golden State clearly one of the best teams in 2022. And then I know they're the only team on my list that didn't win a championship. But the Bengals going to the Super Bowl with the quarterback basically in his second season. Um, having a superb, like a banger year. He had <clears throat> in the playoffs, he had one of the craziest games because he was sat like nine times and still found himself making it to the Super Bowl. It, on his path of destruction to the Super Bowl, who did they? They beat. They beat the Bills and they beat. I believe he beat the Bills and he beat the Kansas City Chiefs. On their way to the Super Bowl last year. I'm pretty sure of that. Um, yeah. I'm pre- I'm going with that. Tenant, uh, I'm going with that. Here's the 2022 season. Does it have the playoffs? It does not include the playoffs. Probably should look into that. It's all good in the hood. But the Bengals, regardless, making it to... And they made it a game. Somewhat. Somewhat. They kind of <laughs> made it a game. But, you know, you really got to give them uh, credit because... The conversations we all were talking was the Bills, it was the Chiefs, it was um, Tennessee, but it definitely was not the um, Cincinnati Bengals as the team that you would have circled and said, you know, they're going to the Super Bowl. And think about the teams in the a- in the NFC, Green Bay Packers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the um the Dallas Cowboys, these are all teams that you thought, but it was the little old Bengals that made it. Now, moving on to the most disappointing teams, or yeah, the most disappointing. Let's just go with disappointing in sports. The Brooklyn Nets, so much around them last year, even this year started off really bad. This was a team that finally, they when the year started last year, they had James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and a bunch of blah, 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 blah. I think Blake Griffin was on that team. He's on Boston now. But the conversation, you know, clearly everybody said, oh, this is going to be the, this is the, the NBA Finals champions. Well, it was And they didn't just lose. They were swept by the Boston Celtics in the first round. And it wasn't even close. <laughs> and you can make all the excuses they want. They traded James Harden to Philly. They got Ben Simmons. He didn't play the entire year. But they still had Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Two players you think could get you through a, a series. But Boston proved, like Milwaukee did the year prior, that great teams overcome great players any day of the week. And that's just a fact. So, you got to throw Boston. Another team you got to throw in, the Los Angeles Lakers. Did they, did they even make the playoffs? Now, yeah, they were riddled with injuries. But here you have LeBron. You had 
uh, Davis, you had Westbrook, you have a list of guys, and they just couldn't get it done. Like, they could not find a way. They just kept getting hurt. You got to be disappointed in that team. The New York Yankees. Yes, I'm a Yankee fan, but they disappointed. They were beat down by the Houston Astros after the year the Yankees had. Not to mention the Yankees was like the first team to win 70 and then just bottomed out towards the bottom at the end of the year. Couldn't find pitching, couldn't find hitting. Of course, Brian Cashman was running the team, so you know things were just never going to pan out the way it was supposed to. But you really got to be, you know, if you're a Yankee fan, you watch this season, disappointment struck. And then a team we always are disappointed in, but we love to be disappointed in them, the Dallas Cowboys. They were slated to win it all. And they did it again. And they, <laughs> they disappointed their fans one more time, didn't they? And this year, there's hope, but it's probably going to end with disappointment again. Trust me. I see it coming. So let's look at 2023 and let's have some fun with this. What could happen in the year 2023. Well, funny enough, you could see Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl. I know his team is trash. And next week, he can honestly, or two things can happen in 2023. Tom Brady can miss the players for the first time in his career while active. I know. you No, no, no. Tom Brady, while playing, has never missed the playoffs in his career, ever. Could happen next week. Or he can make the playoffs and take a run and maybe end up in the Super Bowl. Could see that. We could see, um, we're going to possibly see LeBron James pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the all-time leading scorer. Something that we all are kind of surprised at, but not. Because if you think of some of the greatest scorers that ever played a game, you know, it's kind of great. And it's kind of interesting to see LeBron pass him and make that happen. He's played longer. And crazy enough, LeBron's younger than what Kareem was when he set the record. When he, he finished setting the record. So, that's kind of amazing to look at. We have the Baseball World Classic, which I don't know if anybody cares about, but it's always interesting to watch because you, you kind of take, because we know the game of the game of baseball is a melting pot, except for black people. And they you get to see the Latin countries like uh, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Cuba, Venezuela. You get to see them compete against each other. You get to see... Um, players from like Israel, you get to see players from Italy, you get to see players from England. Do they have the list? I'm actually curious. Do we do they have the list of the world classic? But you get to see the world classic. We are, um, and we're gonna, we're gonna get an opportunity. And the, te- the, the team of America looks stacked actually for the first time in a long time. It looks like guys want to participate, guys want to play. So I'm actually gonna cover. The world, the baseball world classic. I never covered it before, and I'm actually going to uh, give it some coverage. Another thing we're, we we will see in 2023 is finally, after all this time, the XFL will be on. Uh, I think it starts uh, a week after the Super Bowl. So the XFL, the teams are set. Um, Heinz Ward is a coach. <laughs> The Rock owns it. It's not, and we have not seen the XFL since the early 2000s, since 2000. We got one season. I want to say the team out of LA won. Tommy Maddox was the quarterback, and we're going to get an opportunity. The logo is fire. The logo looks awesome. Uh, the jerseys look amazing, and it's an experimental league for the, for the NFL, which is pretty cool, I must say. 
It's the Olympics this year? I don't think so. It's 2023, so no Olympics. But I think the Winter Olympics is this year. Who cares? <laughs> anyway, um, what else can happen in 2023? I didn't, a lot of things. I don't know. Maybe Serena, Maybe Tiger plays in the Masters and wins. Maybe Serena plays in the U.S. Open and wins. Um, crazy stuff. Will we see um, the Saudi Golf Tour and the PGA join forces? Could be. It sounds like it could happen. We still have uh, until April before the Masters get started. Uh, college basketball. Will Purdue run the table and win a national championship? They are currently the best. Um, they're one. Of, they're the best right now when it comes to the world of college basketball. Which I'm gonna start paying attention to soon. It's just a lot, you know. Yeah, pay attention to a lot. But I know they're one of the best. Will we see Conor McGregor return this year? Are we going to get The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? What is WrestleMania? For the first time, there's so much intrigue going on. Is CM Punk coming back? There's a lot happening. Houston is the number two team. We're going to talk about that in the new segment, so stick around. Anyway, that's a look back at 2022 and a quick look at 2023. Crystal Ball style. Anyway, this is Downray Sports, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. You can always listen and catch the podcast. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere major podcasts are downloaded. Um, when we, we're gonna, if you're watching on Facebook Live, as we do every Tuesday at nine o'clock or close to it, um, this is the end of segment one. So stick around. We'll be back with more downright sports. You want to come back to the next segment because I'm gonna talk the transfer portal and I'm going to burn it down. And I'm gonna pop this Red Bull because I've been up since like six o'clock and I'm burnt out. <laughs> anyway. This is Downright Sports, everybody. Working. We're safe. America is secure. You want my property? You can't have it. But I did you a big favor. I have successfully privatized world peace.
Let me clear my throat. Alright, we're back. So, I watched a lot of college football this Saturday. And I started, I've been hearing a lot of rumbling. And I've been listening and listening closely. Everything about the transfer portal. Transfer portal. And it's been going on for two years now. Three, I think. And it started, I've always kind of had a... I've always had a... uh, I don't know. My opinion of it, I think, is different than what a lot of people's opinion of the transfer portal is. Um, I understand the the purpose of it. I understand the point of it. But I don't know if I totally agree with it. Um, The idea, for those of you that are unsure what the transfer portal is, the idea is to give players the opportunity to leave the school they're at to go somewhere else if that's what they choose to do. Uh, Coaches have been able to do it for years. A coach will will literally sign with a new school. And then have a good year, great year, okay year. um, And then... A new school will call and say, hey, we want you, and then they will just leave. And there was no, you know, they would have to pay back what they, what they were, what their contract was. But most of the time, their new contract was such, it would take care of it. So the transfer portal was kind of created because there always used to be, play, uh, af- student athletes were always able to transfer, but they would have to wait two years to play. It was like a redshirt thing. Now you can transfer and there's no, you just leave you know go to a new school hey new school hey new school and it's gotten to the point where it just seems like they won't play me so i'm going to that new school and i feel like the transfer portal what it's doing is it's teaching people it's teaching kids i could say it older than them but it's teaching them basically if you don't get what you want you just leave that's it i'm out boom bye and it doesn't teach them that you can work. Hey, Ms. Woodson, you can work to um, earn your spot, basically. So, a lot. The transfer portal was not created. It was created for multiple things. But if you ever, I all right. So when I coached at a private school, right, I've had I had parents that would look us as coaches in the face and basically like my kid 
is better when I think they are. I'm taking them to another school so they could get more playing time. Sometimes those schools were lesser as they were not on the same level as we were as far as expectations in winning. And sometimes because they paid, the kid just got to play. The transfer portal is a little different because the kid doesn't have to pay. But what do you like? What do you, what is college sports is supposed to look like you're you're you know so i'm going two places with this so don't think i'm just attacking the athlete i think the ncaa which has been horrible as far as creating rules which is horrible as far as following rules which has been horrible in the sense of they don't govern the correct way like they'll govern this nonsense that went down in lsu like that they'll pay attention to but they won't pay attention to the the little stuff i believe that if a coach signs a deal with the school he should probably he should at least he or she should have to fulfill the contract because you recruited if you're a college coach you probably recruited two three classes i think it's only fair that you're there for the two three classes you recruit not you recruited these players and then you get to dip out and then these players are stuck with whoever you hire um, same thing with the transfer portal. I don't believe that the the players should just be bouncing because the school didn't play you at X Y Z. I think it should be, you know, you, you should have to if you you know you should have to at least give it two years, and um, be they go from there. You know, but it's 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 I don't know. When will it stop? Like, when will professional sports all of a sudden look at free eight? You know, when will unions, the players' unions in these professional sports, start looking around going, well, our guys don't want to be there. The NBA kind of does that already. Players sign deals and then go, I don't want to be here anymore for whatever reason. And it's it's kind of, it just it's a trickle down of an entitlement thing. Like, because you don't, you don't like it, you're just going to leave. Like, I, I get it. Most people could do it for most schools. But if I went to one school, I don't think it's going to, like, as a regular student, I just can't leave and go to another school. Like, I owe the current school I'm at. I'm going to have to pay those loans and pay that school and start all over. Like, it's not the easiest cakewalk. But because you can throw a ball, shoot a ball, hit a golf ball, whatever, you can just dip out. And the, the, really, when it comes to the transfer portal, you really only hear about the football and the basketball players. You don't hear too much about the women's sports or the base or baseball track and field. You don't hear it there. But you, every kid that goes to the play college football, every kid that um, looks to play college basketball, like it. It's like a you know it's like somebody going to MIT wanting to become an engineer. It's almost the same type of mindset. This is my profession, but I think you need to start have like I'm you hearing guys that's been in college sports for like six years. Like this is getting up, this is getting crazy. Like you shouldn't be making a career out of playing college sports. Like if you can't go to the pros, then that's the point of you going to college to find that career for when college sports is over. You go become a dentist or the 100 million real estate agent in the world, or you come, you know, work at enterprise. So that's what the commercial used to say. So I think the, I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of the transfer portal. I think there's circumstances that it should. In fact, here's my rules for the transfer portal. All right. Say for example, player goes to school X 
and there's a head coach there. The head coach recruited you. You are now a scholarship athlete. The coach is there. If the coach leaves, you're free to leave. If the person who recruited you dipped out, you're free to leave. But if that person stays, well, then you got to at least stick around for two years. Fair. Like, I don't think you should be able to just, this ain't working. Deuces. Like, you see so many, like, you hear, like, players of the past talk about the transfer portal. And some say it would have killed them. It would have destroyed them because they would have left at the first time. They would have left the first time a coach said, you're not playing. Or you're redshirt. Because that's what it seems to be. Uh, like, you, I don't want to play here because... He won't play me. I don't want to play here because da da da. Like it was a time where when you were on the team, you earned your spot. You earned your spot. The only spot guaranteed on the team was the bench. Starting spots were not guaranteed. Now, yes, <clears throat> if LeBron James went to college, he was guaranteed to start. Peyton Manning guaranteed to start. Tom Brady not guaranteed to start. Randy Moss guaranteed to start. Barry Sanders. Guaranteed to start. Not everybody has that luxury, so you got to work your way because professional sports teams have to fill the roster. So if you earn it, you show it, you'll get that. And in in the case of college basketball has already been devalued as far as star power because guys don't stay long enough for you to learn their names. Guy comes, leaves. Comes, leaves. Like it's literally speed dating. College football is slowly going to turn into that. They can't go straight to the pros for three years. But with players bouncing around, if you root for a team or you just root for the sport, you can't learn who any of the players are. You can't get to know their names because one week, Larry Scratch's head was playing for Rutgers. Next year, he's playing for Tulsa. And you're like, wait, what? And then it just keeps going on and on and on and on. And it's just like, there's there's rules and regulations about teams leaving cities. There's rules and regulations on so much. Like, this needs to be regulated. Like, slow it down. And it seems like college football, no, college sports, period, was so, so afraid of, I don't know what. I know they want, I know players deserve to get paid. I still think they should have found a better way to to set that up, but there was this fear in college sports of the, the the student athlete rising up and never wanting to play again. Well, it's a, you know, they could, like, if you were a top student athlete, well, if the leagues, Major League Baseball, and NBA, WNBA, NFL, NHL, if they don't agree to take you, then <laughs> there was nowhere for them to go. Now, baseball and uh, hockey, they have minor leagues. They draft guys out of high school all the time. The NBA, well, they got the G League. They probably was going to start doing that too. The NFL was pretty much safe because they're not taking a kid out of high school and putting them in the pros. But they do have the XFL now they could probably use. So, you know, I really think that college sports, the way we used to see it and what we currently see right now, in the next 10 to 15 years, you won't recognize it. It won't even be college sports anymore. We won't know what it's going to be. It's probably going to be like you're going to start seeing schools maybe fold because what if the NFL and some of these sports do adopt my idea? Well, we have our own because if I was the NFL and I have the XFL at my disposal and the USFL, 
I could just make those developmental leagues and then just take from that. And I don't need to deal with the college system. I don't have to deal with that. And if I was a, and if, if I'm a young player, a young student athlete, and I get to go to the G League and make money, what the heck do I need to go to school for and waste my time there? If I'm a young player, I get to go to the XFL or the USFL. What do I need to go to school and waste my time? If I make some money, I can pay to go to school. And to some degree, the WWE kind of has the blueprint for it with its NXT program <laughs> where they're like, we don't have to go get guys from the independent scene. We could just have people come to Florida. We'll train them how we want them to play. And we'll go from there. And the NFL is big enough, has enough money where it could do that. The NBA too. So, Unless the NCAA or someone kind of puts more of a stranglehold on this free-for-all Wild Wild West in college sports. If you're a fan of Notre Dame, if you're a fan of Michigan, if you're a fan of USC, or you're a small school fan, you're not going to see, in my opinion, 15 to 20 years, you're not going to see the best athletes in college sports anymore. You're just not. In some cases, you will swimming, golf, <laughs> track and field. But for the most part, in the sports that people watch, the eyeballs glued to the screen on, it's going to be different. It's just going to be different. Like the money right now is too big for college football to fail. But if there's an alternative for players and they don't have to go to college, it's the, the college basketball definitely. You're gonna see a decline. You kind of already kind of do, but you, when the depth, when the NBA decides to take away the age restriction, poof, bye bye one and done. Just saying. Anyway, not to be so dark, but uh, <laughs> we're gonna end segment three. If you're watching on Facebook Live, stick around because we're going to do the news. And if you're um, listening on DJ Chase Radio and Dynasty Radio, the news will happen. If you're listening on Trap Radar, She Real Radio, and the podcast, there will be no news. It would only be music. So um, <clears throat> we're going to do the news, and when we come back, I'm going to talk about Alexander Ovechkin. That's a baseball bat. Yeah, there we go. That's more like a hockey puck. <laughs> Downright Sports, everybody. The only thing that's real is me and the fact that day in and day out for almost six years, I have proved to everybody in the world that I am the best on this microphone, in that ring, even in commentary. Nobody can touch me.
I love that clip. It's Allen Iverson and the referee just exchanging words. <laughs> so, this is 2023. The show is back. Um, some ideas. So, last year, I actually ended the year doing a Christmas Carol episode, which I and everybody. So, uh, big shout out to Matt, Greg, Tim, Ali for all helping me put this thing together. Uh, DJ Chase Radio played it. So, big shout out to, uh, you know, the big thanks to DJ Chase for the only station that played it. I'm sure he'll play it again. I, we had, the, the, all of us kind of had fun doing it. And Matt clearly stole the show because he did that. He did Wayne Gretzky. And anybody who listened was like, yeah, Matt, that was pretty good. <laughs> like, he studied the Canadian uh, cadences. Like, he, he told me, like, he broke down the history of, like, <laughs> Canadian rhetoric. So, I hope I'm going to get those guys on one day. We'll do it. We'll tell a story. You know, the idea came, just came to me. I was like, I want to do something different for the, with the, the, the show this year. And I kind of want to do a Christmas show. And... Um, I couldn't figure out. I had a, the original idea for the Christmas show was going to do a fantasy draft. I was going to get a bunch of people that I knew to participate, and I didn't feel like doing like a. I didn't feel like having um, Google Meets, and I can't figure out how to record the video for it and stuff like that. Like I'm stuff I'm still working on to try to figure out, but um, I had a lot of fun doing that Christmas show. I really did. I did. If you listen, you can download the on uh, the podcast for the Christmas Carol, the Downright Sports Christmas Carol, at uh, Apple, Spotify, and anywhere major podcasts are downloaded. But I did the voice for Aaron Judge, uh, his agent, a fan, um, a, a store clerk. Um, who else did I do? I did somebody else. I did a bunch of voices and. Um, the biggest crack at it was Tim did um, Herschel Walker, but Tim also did. He he saw that I wrote uh, Shannon Sharp talking to Skip Bayless, and he goes, I'm doing that. <laughs> and he has like seven, eight, ten takes of him just skip, 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 skip. And he, the first one he says, he goes, no, nah, I don't like that one. So he sends another one, skip, skip, look, look, skip. And <laughs> I think, oh, I did Michael Wilbon. By the time I did Michael Wilbon, I was in the bag. I for me to record that without any embarrassment, I had to start drinking because I couldn't. I couldn't do it with a straight face. I actually have clips of it that I'm going to release. I just want to edit it a little bit, and I'm going to release them. I may work on that tomorrow. No promises, <laughs> but I may work on that tomorrow. But yeah, it was fun. It was. It was. It was a ball. But. Um, the hardest part when I put downright sports together is segment three. If the news cycle is kind of bare, I have trouble putting together the third segment. First two segments I can milk together. <clears> the <throat> third segment is where I'm like, crap, what do I talk about? And I, I kind of wanted to cast my net out there and I never talk hockey. Half of it is because I can't pronounce half the players' names. But <laughs> the, for the most part, Alex Ovechkin uh, passed Gordy Howe as second all-time in goal score. And he is, um, I want to say he's uh, 89 uh, goals away from tying Wayne Gretzky, who, without question, most, if not all, unanimously says Wayne is the greatest of all time. It made me, when I first heard this, I was like, wow, you know, I'm Alex Govechkin, I've been paying attention. So I listened to the Tony Cornish show, and he used to talk about 
Alex Ovechkin and the, the Capitals all the time to the point I knew more about the Capitals than I knew the Rangers, and I'm a Rangers fan. And if you look at if you if you list, look uh, look at the list of uh, the all time goal scorers, it's 50 players that have scored over 400 goals or more. Some of the names, if you are a hockey fan, you may recognize names like Jeremy Reddick. Um, you may recognize names like Sidney Crosby, who is has five. 36. Now, nobody will ever confuse Alex Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby. Both great players in their own right, but Crosby more of an assister. Given assists, Alex Ovechkin clearly a scorer. Um, another player on the list you may recognize as uh, Buddy Hall. Uh, you may recognize Yadamir Yager, who I think has just started playing overseas again. And he's like 100. Mario Lemieux, uh, Mark Messier. Um, and then you have uh, Burt Hall, you have Gordy Howe, who's third now, and then you have Wayne Gretzky. Funny enough, Burt Hall is the only American on this list. He's two American. He's the he's the only American in the top ten, which is pretty cool. Everybody else is Canadian, which should be a shocker there. But it make I started wondering like why isn't Alex Ovechkin more celebrated like a LeBron, like a Aaron Judge, or other top players in their respectable fields. In America, we have four major sports. Three that everybody pays attention to. But for a period of time before hockey went on strike, there were four. There was the NHL, the NFL, Major League Baseball, and the NBA. And for a period of time, the NBA and the NHL, kind of you could swap back and forth which one people cared about most for a long period of time. And at one point, the NHL was, you know, people watched it. It was talked about. It was huge. And then it's kind of taken a back seat. The NHL could be tied with MLS. MLS could pass the NHL. If you, if the NHL, if you can understand the rules better, it's exciting to watch because it's constant going back and forth. A lot like soccer, Scoring is not the primary, you know what I mean? Like you have to score to win, but a lot like soccer, you know, you kind of are at all like when a goalie stands on his head, which basically means the goalie just pitches a shutout. Nobody can score on him. And you got to say to yourself, these guys hit the puck pretty hard. Alex Ovechkin in the sense the for this entire for decade and a half, if not more, because I want to say he came in a league. Um, <clears throat> when did he come in a league? He was drafted in 2004. Think about that. So Alex Ovechkin, and LeBron James have been have played at the exact for the same period of time. LeBron came in a league in 2003. Alex Ovechkin 2004. Alex Ovechkin also younger than LeBron, which is kind of funny. But you know. We know ESPN doesn't cover it's it's starting to, but it hasn't covered hockey as hardcore. So you don't hear about Alex Ovechkin, but we should. Alex Ovechkin should be celebrated the same way we celebrate um and Andy Roddick. I mean not Andy Roddick, um Rafael Fadal Fadal um Serena Williams, um Tiger Woods, uh Phil Mickelson, um Dale Earnhardt. I'm throwing out players that people who are more popular. Now, it's a wonder if because Elvichkin is Russian and his first language is not English, is sometimes has a lot to do with it because he, he's not, he can't be put in as many commercials, so he's not on every TV screen. But <clears throat> we've seen players like 
No, in this country, we struggle sometimes with foreign players being the top stars. Now, we recognize Ichiro was great. We recognize <clears throat> other players uh, have been great. But, like, the like Wayne Gretzky, the conversation, like, Wayne Gretzky to this day, if you ask who's the most popular hockey player, the people will still say Wayne Gretzky. He hasn't played since 1999. So, it's almost 20-something years since Wayne Gretzky has played. He's been away from the game longer than he almost played the game. So, the the spotlight should be on Alex Ovechkin a lot more for a guy who <clears throat> has over 800 career goals, has a Stanley Cup, one of the greatest Stanley Cup runs in years. He has over um, 600 career assists, which is something he's not even known for. He has over 1,000 career points. Um, he's uh, reliable. He doesn't miss a year. Like he plays constantly all the time and he's only getting better. And even this year, if you look at just this year alone, did I not have, I thought I had, I might've changed it. Um, if you look at this year alone, where he has the capitals, they are currently 20 screen refresh they're currently 21 and 13 he has them in the conversation for the playoffs right now they are one two the screen jumps one more time they're one two three four five this sixth so they're in the playoffs the playoff starts today and you know hockey home field a home ice means jack squat so you're as hot as you can be so he can make a run and get them back in it so i want to give alex ovechkin because he's been one of the best players since I, you know, I, I want to kind of, I think it's important. I want to watch him more before he's gone because you don't want to miss this opportunity. The night he tied, he took the OP past uh, Burr Hall, he uh, scored a hat trick. <laughs> scored a hat trick to, to make it happen. If you look, um, he, the the equivalent of whatever the, uh, the MVP award in hockey, I want to say he has won. I don't think he has many. I want to say he has one. Um, we go to the... Does it show it? I don't think so. But I think he has one. I think it's the Hart Trophy. I want to say he has one. Um, the MVP in hockey is a little different. I don't know how to grade it. But, you know, um, but I think... And I probably will start covering it, him more uh, because I think it's important that when this guy's gone, you got to figure out who's next because... If you think about it, when, uh, what's his name? When Sidney Crosby was drafted, the conversation was, oh, this is the next Wayne. And for Sidney, for the most part, he's had a phenomenal career. He's got 916 career saves. Which is sick about that is he is still 19th all time. So he's got a long way to go to catch. Um, Wayne Gretzky, which is funny because Alex Ovechkin, he's not in the top in the assist, but he's got a lot. He's probably in the top 55. Yeah, <laughs> he's in the top 55. Anyway, this is Downright Sports, everybody. We appreciate you uh, welcoming us back in 2023. Nice, somber show. Um, you listen. You can download the show and listen to old episodes and new episodes at Apple, Spotify, or anywhere major podcasts are downloaded. Uh, listen weekdays from 12 to 1 on WDJCDB, DJ Chase Radio. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You listen on Dynasty Radio NY, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. 
Saturdays at Trap Radar Radio at 6 p.m. Sundays at 10 a.m. at She Real Radio. Uh, follow us on all the social media, all the social media, uh, Facebook.com slash Downright Sports, TikTok at Downright Sports, Instagram at Downright Sports, and YouTube.com slash Downright Sports. Also follow me at Twitter at BrentReed18. Um, I don't think I have anything else. That's it. That's all I got to promote. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's it. Uh, we, I'm, uh, be on the listen and look out. There may be a uh, college uh, football national championship preview show. I may do it Sunday. I, pro- I may do it Sunday. Especially if I can get a guest on the preview with me. That would be fun. Working on that. Working on it now. So it's already in the brain. It's already working. So we'll see you guys next week. All new show. Same bad time. Same bad channel. As always, be safe. Happy New Year. Induces. Oh, oh man. Oh, that's a big two. Oh, oh my goodness. That's what I, that's the, that's the, oh man. Oh, that's the backup. Let me get this. Just my luck. Just my luck. Yeah, man, you're now locked into Downright Sports, the podcast. This is DJ Chase Worldwide Sounds Records. Shout out to Brent Reed. I want y'all to tune in, like, comment, and subscribe. Subscribe on all podcast platforms. You know platforms. I'm a dreamer. You know what it is. Cheer! But my heart's a gold. I had to run away high. So I would come home low. Just when things went right. It doesn't mean they were hard. Take this song and you'll never be left all alone. Take me to your heart, fill me in your bones. Just one more night and I'm coming on this lonely one.